You're listening to the Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Gio. Great to have your company. The league has a new goal-scoring king. The women's grand finalists are locked in. And heading into the final round, we still have plenty to be decided. But one thing we know for sure is who's joining me to cover all the action, my co-host, VIG. G'day, mate. How are you? Good evening. Very good. How are you? Mate, so there's been plenty of football. There's plenty on at the moment. There's public holidays. There's goals. There's red cards. There's everything. So can't complain. Yeah, it's all happening and uh, plenty to talk about. Most certainly is, but uh, tomorrow is Anzac Day. Our thanks to all the diggers who gave their lives for us to, for us, so we can enjoy tomorrow celebrating the freedom they gave us. To the living legends, enjoy the day, and to the legends that have passed on, thank you. Yeah, definitely enjoy the day, um, and uh, we pay our respects to to the past and and present. Yeah, absolutely wonderful what they've done. And I think, you know, as you get a bit older, you appreciate it. When you're young, you don't really realise what sort of sacrifice or how uh, fantastic uh, they were for us. But uh, as you get a bit older, you start to feel a bit guilty and realise what they did was amazing. And, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be really hard, you know, especially when you're that sort of age to put your, yourself on the line for others you never even met, but they all did it and they're wonderful people, you know, whether they're still alive or past. Yeah, 100%. It's, a, you know, it's a, a massive sacrifice that they took for for everyone in this country, and um, we're forever grateful for it. Yeah, raise a glass tomorrow for him. A hat-trick helps Melbourne City star striker Jamie McLaren become the A-League all-time leading goal scorer with 143 goals. Also also lovely to hear him talk about his late grandfather. So talking about uh, Anzacs, talking about grandparents and those sorts of things, yeah, what, what he said just goes to show why footballers, as in round ball code, are just different different level. Yeah, go, go and be the greatest is what he said. And, um, you know, as it stands right now, he's the greatest uh, A-League goal scorer of all time. So huge uh, pat on the back to him. And um, it was pretty pretty emotional watching the the, the video. I think it was uh, Zappers interviewing him after the game and uh, they were talking about it. And, and um, yeah, he was – J-Mac was getting a bit emotional, but as he should, you know, it's a, it's a huge moment for him and uh, congrats to him. Mate, he said he wasn't even emotional about all the goals he scored. It was just about remembering what his grandfather had said. So that, that had me, I think. It had me <laughs> getting that goosebumps and, uh, you know, goosebumps and just sitting there going, mate, it goes to show, like I said, it is the greatest game in the world. Yeah, it is. And there's so many ups and downs in football. And, and Jamie McLaren's had lots of ups and downs. You know, he went overseas, he struggled a bit, he's come back. And um, the message was when he came back to Melbourne City was come back and score goals. And he's done that. Uh, in abundance, and and he's a, a massive reason why they've been so successful over the last uh, three and four years. Yeah, he's an absolute pleasure to watch. Talking of legends, Western United's Italian legend Alessandro Diamante Diamagic uh, decides to hang up the boots at the end of the season. The unbelievable player who ages like a beautiful Italian wine has decided to put a cork in it. Poi boy, well. um, <laughs> he's absolutely yeah, he's a he's, he's vintage. He's he's a, he's a great player. He's been a great addition for the league. Um, and he's like you said, he's, he's like a fine fine wine. But he's um, you know, got a, a wand of a left foot. He's scored some brilliant goals. Um, you know, he's played in big leagues across Europe. Played for an Italian national team. Um, and he's he's just an all round good bloke. He's he's absolute vibes all day all long. He's he's the type of player that you want in your dressing room. Um, the type of player that is um, good for young players to look up to. He sets a good example. And um, just a, an all-round absolute legend. Um, and we appreciate him coming out to Australia and, and playing the beautiful game the way he does out here for us to, to watch it week in, week out. Mate, I, I might sound very greedy or very selfish here, but I wish that uh, he hadn't got as injured in the last season or two so we could have seen more of that magic. So I know, like I said, he obviously wishes he didn't, but I would have loved to see a few more highlight reels and maybe we get one uh, this weekend before they bow out of, of the competition. But do you see him still staying here, VIG? Do you think uh, he will stay in Australia or do you reckon he's back home to uh, back at home to Italy as soon as the season's done? I'm not sure. He, he could be a bit of a hybrid. He could be like six months in Australia, six months in Italy. He seems like a, a summer summer vibes type of guy, but um, I don't know. He's got he's got a young family. He's got a couple of kids that, that are in school here, and um, you know the the lifestyle in in Melbourne's uh, pretty good, and uh, he looks like he's enjoying himself. So I'd love love to see him stick around, but uh, couldn't blame him if he's uh, going back to Italy to sit on a beach uh, somewhere. 
Mate, fingers crossed we keep him uh, down under. Celebrity chef Gordon Ramsay is seen with a victory jersey, jersey showing his support for the Melbourne club. Maybe it was an assist from number one fan George Columbaris. Perhaps it was, but yeah, that's a um, that's a that's a good pick from you. But um, yeah, I don't I don't know what he's <laughs> what he's doing wearing the victory colours this year because they're struggling. But um, yeah, it could be from his uh, from his good mate George. Mate, lucky uh, lucky for the VAR, but Gordon Ramsay's not near uh, the VAR box because can you imagine if they got one of their bum decisions and someone like that who has a fiery temper was around? Oh, he, he wouldn't last long on a football pitch, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> I don't think he'd be he he'd be off pretty quick. Mate, uh, star Wellington goal scorer Oscar Zawada gives a glowing reference for the Phoenix and also, indirectly, the A-League. He said, it's the best year of my life. I think this is the place I was looking for, even to live after football. So far, everything is amazing. So it's also shown on the pitch that when you're happy, you get results and uh, surely a positive message for other overseas players to take on board when considering playing in our league. Yeah, 100%. That's a, that's a great advertisement for the game and um, greatest for, for advertisement for Wellington. But... um. Yeah, like, like you said, a footballer, when, when they're happy, their mind's clear, they're in a uh, positive um, they're in a positive environment and environment where they can really thrive, um, that's when they play their best football and um, that's what he's doing at the moment. Mate, a little bit of sad news before we move on. A-League star Isaac Powell asks fans to help save his life as he desperately searches for a bone marrow donor while fighting the killer disease for a second time. Absolutely heartbreaking. He's been through it once before and defeated it, so there's no reason he can't do it a second time, but it doesn't seem fair that he has to. So, uh, you know, if, if, if anyone can help, that would be, you know, greatly appreciated. He's a, a young player and, and not just that, he's a young man. So, um, you know, anything you can do to help would be fantastic. Yeah, he's a. It's a crazy story. He's a. He's a young, huge young talent. He burst onto the scene in the A League, um, and did really well for Brisbane Raw for for a season or two. And and then, you know, unfortunately, he had to go through this. And now he's going to have to, you know, back it up and and get through it again. And he, he needs all the support he needs and um, all the support he can get. And um, if anyone's out there, you know, if they can donate bone marrow transplant, whatever it is, um, whatever you can do, then. Um, let's get behind him. Yeah, we wish him all the best. Perth Glory has attracted interest from a potential buyer for a large stake in the club, the interested party owner, European Football Club, so pretty exciting. But for any deal, the name's got to stay and the majority purple colour as well. Well, yeah, that's, that's but, the iconic... Yeah, the but they've had, up, they've had offers for people Perth, to change yeah. the name and say, hey, we want to change your kits, but then you're not really buying Perth Glory. Are you buying something else that you want to create? something else. Yeah, 100%. You're just buying a licence, essentially, for, for the A-League. But, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. But, you know, oh, you know, Perth have been so iconic in, in football for, for so many years. And, um, you know, I think about the old NFL days and, and the Perth Glory teams that played in that, in that you know, Damian Murray's... Um, and and the likes that you know Bobby Despotovsky and and all those uh, um you know they're it's they're an iconic team in in Australian football and we want to see them you know back up near the top. Yeah, definitely. Don't change the name if you want to buy a license. Go and buy something new, but uh, leave the glory as it is. And hopefully, you know, a big European club does come on board, which will help them go to another level. Massive news out of Serie A is after Juventus successfully had its fifteen-point deduction suspended. Juve now jumping into third, two points behind second place Lazio, and three clear of fourth place Roma. Big, big, big news, right? So all of a sudden, it looked like they were out for the count, and now they've just absolutely sh- shook up the, uh, the the top top. Is it three or four that go through the Champions League? Four with um in, in top, Serie A. Top top four, but um yeah, it's huge to you know plus fifteen. So they're 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 right back in the mix now. Um, I think Jose Mourinho said it a, a couple couple weeks ago. He said, "Oh, are we really third? That, that was Rome. That's what he said about Roma because. He said, "Who knows? Maybe Juve are going to get their points back and and jump us." So, um, Jose knows, mate. Yeah, he does indeed. At the 2023 edition of the Grand Gala de, del Calcio, Cristiano Volpato was voted the best Italian under 19 player. How did we let him go? Huge, huge, huge. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a, a massive um, award for him. You know, in, in Italy. Um, I don't know. Has he has he fully gone yet? Has he not? I don't know what's going on. Um, Mate, this is the King Award. This it, could be like what the foot, but what the fucked? Honestly, this yeah, it, could, <laughs> it, it, could, it could be it could be a big yeah. Oh, I don't want to say what it could WTF. be. But, um Yeah, it, it could be it could be a massive massive loss. But um, I think there's still time. I think there's still time. He he was born here. Um, I know he's playing for the the junior nationals teams in in Italy, but. Um, 
I think there's there's still time to to have him in the mix and and have him as no a hope. player. No hope. Yeah, he's gone. We we will look back Good at sales. this if he starts becoming a world class player, playing in big teams in the big leagues, in Champions League, going. He's the one that got away, right? Like it's like when they talk about, and I'm not saying he's the same state, but like when Messi, his parents were looking at moving to Australia and they never did. This that. He's not going to be messy, I don't think, but I think this will be a player who we could look back on in the years to come and say, we could have had him. Imagine adding him into a Socceroos squad that finished, you know, quarter-finalists again in the World Cup. Where could we have gone? This could have been a big stuff up. Arnold had a chance to bring him in before the World Cup and make sure we locked him down, but he wanted him to earn his... No, take a risk on him. The guy's playing Serie A at a young age. Take a risk, right? The Italian national team's already appreciating his talents. Just take a risk, and if he doesn't, yeah. you give him one cap and then he falls over. Who cares? It's a risk worth taking. Yeah, look, I think he, he needs to decide as well whether if he thinks he's he's good enough to play for the Italian national team, then, you know, which he probably does. This at, award at, makes at him this, believe this. this. The more stage, he wins, yeah. the more accolades he gets, the more caps he gets for uh, Juve, uh, for uh, Roma, the, Roma, the more this, he believes the hype. Yeah, 100%. 100% and, and, and all this is, is playing its part. But, um, you know, like I said, may, maybe there is still time. I'm, I'm hoping there's still time to that he, you know, he makes the the right decision for Australian football sake. Yeah, I know. Either way, I've I've, I've hedged my bets here. I've got uh, an each way bet, Italy or uh, Australia. So I'll be happy either way. Uh, Wrexham wins promotion to League Two. The high is ridiculous. That uh, it's such a such a big story that former West Brom and Wales forward. Hal Robson Canoe offering to come out of retirement to play for the club next season with his salary going fully to the charity of the fans' choice. Yeah, huge. The the hype is real and. Um there's, there's everywhere you look on social media. There's you know Rex and this, Rex and that, and um, if you saw the scenes afterwards for a, for a non-league game, the fans are at that ground um, are absolutely, uh, you know, it's it's crazy to to think um, you know a team like that is is playing non-league football. But um, congrats to them and and, and the owners and, and Ryan Reynolds and um you know they're going to be back in the, back in the uh, in the football league next year in league 2 and and who knows with, with the with the money that they've got now and and the funding and the backing um they might they may just well you know work their way up the pyramid Mate, this is a Hollywood story in the making, and they didn't have to write. It's not, it's not, you know, science fiction. It's not fake. It's it's fiction. It's not fictional. It's, it's a real it's story. Real life, right? And, and yeah, it is. I haven't watched the Wrexham story yet, but uh, it's it's on my to do list. So once we finally get two seconds to ourselves, we uh, might be able to watch it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I haven't watched it either, but it, it looks good, and um, I'm, everyone's intrigued now. Everyone's everyone's bought into this uh, this football team, and um, they want it to be successful. So uh, the bandwagon's uh, getting bigger. Yeah, and there might be a few more big uh, Hollywood stars that start to do it too because they realise there's a bit of a spotlight there, right? So, yeah, watch this space. But um, Aussies abroad, Jackson Irvine was back on the score sheet, but his header was not enough for his team, St. Pauli, to avoid defeat, losing the Hamburg Derby 4-3 to Hamburg SV. Cam Devlin with an assist off the bench in his side, Hearts 6-1 win. Rising star Cam Papenyon continues his rich vein of form with a goal and assist in Brighton's under-21s defeat of Manchester United 3-2. And Matt Ryan with back-to-back clean sheets with as AZ defeated Fortuna Sittard 3-0. The Aussie keepers team is also uh, ready to face West Ham in the Conference League semi-final. So lots on for our Aussie keeper. Yeah, huge. Matty Ryan, um, you know, he's, he's finally found a place where he's playing regularly. Um, you know, he tried he tried to go to, to Copenhagen, didn't really get that, that game time. He got a few matches and then their keeper came back. He was injured and... Um, he was back on the bench and he's gone to Alkmaar and, and he's done really well and he's he's two penalty saves in the Conference League um, in semi-final as well. So um, it's been a big week for Matty. Yeah, fantastic and uh, exciting. We'll see. I think it's sometime in May, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. MacArthur Bulls phenomenal uh, physio Brendan B&W White is still recovering after his heroics running 170 kilometres in less than 18 hours, which is not human, but uh, he did it somehow. The current amount raised is $19,044 for the Brain Foundation Australia in memory of Lily. Uh, So you can still help by going to the mycause.com.au link we have set up on our direct me page to get the total up to the 20k mark, please. Get get to it, get to it. Come on, we got to get him to twenty k. He's um, you know, he, he I heard he's been uh, in the ice bath this week and in the recovery boots and um, you know, indulging in some uh, some nice food. I think he was out at the Wanderers game as well on uh, Friday night. So Wanderers in Wellington. So he's a he's a star. He's um, you know, he's done a great thing for for a great cause and 
uh, let's get behind him. You know, one more push and, and get into that 20K mark. Mate, what no one realises is, is, and he won't ever tell anyone, but, uh, you know, the fact is he's had to change his life for six months, right? So he's had to watch what he eats, watch what he does, watch what time he goes to bed, get, making sure he's up to run his, you know, 30K, 40K, 50 It's just changed his whole life for six months. So, you know, he's put his life on hold to go and do this. And, you know, I don't know many people that would. So please, whatever you've got, just uh, let's get him to this at least 20K so that he can give uh, a nice big check to uh, a very special cause. PL News, Arsenal scored two goals in the final few minutes to snatch a 3-3 draw with Southampton, but now leaves them five points clear of City, who have two games in hand. So, uh-oh, Gunners, you uh, you might see this slip away. Newcastle United scored five goals in the opening 21 minutes to thump Tottenham 6-1 to move one step closer to Champions League football. And Leicester with a hard-fought 2-1 win over Wolves, moving them out of the relegation zone. This could prove to be a very crucial victory at the end of the season. Yeah, big win for Leicester, but... Um... Harry Sudo was dropped to the bench, but um, yeah, huge, huge win. Uh, Arsenal, geez, what's going on? Are, are the wheels are the wheels slowly? They're falling off one by one. I think it was the front, front right, front left, left back, back left, and I think they've only got the back right at the moment. So, um, it's it's slowly all all coming undone. But a, a huge game against uh, Man City midweek. So but it was also devastating um, for Southampton because three points for them when they're bottom of the table would have been huge. But to be leading with like three minutes to go, thinking we've got three points here against the league leaders and only end up with one. If, you, if you've been offered that before the game, you would have taken it with open arms. But when you're leading with two or three minutes to go, yeah. kick the ball in the grandstand, fall down, fake do, your hamstring. Do, any, do, oh, God. do anything, right? Slow the game down. Yeah, devastating you know, you gotta, for them. You've got you to gotta become South American in those situations <laughs> and, and, just, <laughs> and just do absolutely anything to win a football match and... Um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, it was it was a, a great game of football. You know, Theo Walcott with a with a goal as well against his old old club, and um, you know, not celebrating. And like like you said, Southampton win that match. They go up to what twenty six points, and then, and then you've got uh, Forest twenty seven, Everton twenty eight, Leicester twenty eight, and Leeds twenty nine. So, you know, there's there's still realistically there's still there's still five teams you know that that could potentially go down. I think Bournemouth and Bournemouth and Wolves have sort of uh, moved themselves out, out of that bracket now. They're, they're up to 34 and, and 33 points. So, um, you know, the, the relegation battle is going to be an intriguing one. Um, and, you know, the, the, the battle for... Do we talk about the top six with, with your guys as well? or, nah, or just, I'm happy just to pass, but, but say, I think Saints will look back on this and realise they've escaped, uh, you know, done Houdini the last few seasons to avoid relegation, but I think they'll look back as this is a game that could have catapulted their escape again. I think this will, they'll look back and realise this is when they uh, realise that they were drowning and uh, there's no let saving it, them. Let it slip, yeah, 100%. 100% you know, they, they needed a, a little bit of luck, but... Um, and they they had it they had it in, in the palm of their hands and and like you said they just let it slip and um, they, they've been you know on the brink of of relegation for the last couple of seasons um, they haven't really played good football they've been spanked a few times by by big clubs I think Liverpool and United absolutely pumped them by you know I think it was nine nine goals or, or something like that um, so you know maybe it is their time to to go down reset and and then try and get themselves back up in the premier league but um we'll, we'll see what happens our perfect A-League men's player segment replaces our player escape room tonight and we will both put forward our entries to create that special footballer we wrap up the A-League women's preliminary final revolutionized roundup of the week of this week's men's fixtures and is there anything i didn't see vig well you you touched on you you've again their 15 points back but you didn't. Uh, you failed to mention that um, they they lost one 0 to Napoli this morning. Um, to a, I think it was a ninety third minute winner by Napoli. It was uh, Raspadori at the back post. Absolute brilliant volley. So um, huge, huge win for for the the team from Naples, and and they look like they're going to lift the Scudetto this year for the first time in what is it like thirty six years or something like that since uh, Diego Maradona got his hands on it. So it's a uh, it's going to be party time in in Naples. Uh, in, in a few weeks. It's sad that the Argentinian legend's not around to watch it, but uh, I'm sure he'll be up there smiling, to, smiling down on his on his beloved Napoli. But uh, yeah, lots lots of things are happening in football. But uh, let's move on quickly to our A League women's wrap. So just the one game this week. Sydney dominates possession, shots, and most stats. Finally, breaching a stubborn Melbourne victory's fortress with Madison Haley scoring the only goal of the game in the 89th minute to break victory's hearts, but also their previous finals voodoo. 
Paul Dumont, uh, keeper for the victory, has been excellent this season and saved the team's bacon plenty of times in the game and during the season. But it was her mistake which led to their team uh, being knocked out of the final series. Yeah, look, you can't you can't crucify her, but she she's been brilliant. She was brilliant um, in the semi final against um, Melbourne City the week before. So um, just unfortunate, but like like you said, it, it kind of played out the way the way we we spoke last week. Um, Saying it was going to be a bit of a, a grind, a bit of a slow burner, um, and that there probably wasn't going to be too many goals in it with with this Sydney side. So, um, you know, defensively very very sound, and and they ended up getting getting the winner late. I think it was the what was it the 89th minute or something like that. So, um, you know, hats off to them. They, they've broken their their finals voodoo, and, and they go to a grand final next week against uh, Western United, and they'll be looking for a bit of revenge and. I can see this one playing out to be, you know, this grand final being pretty similar, a, a bit of a tight affair and, you know, only one or two goals in it. Yeah, look, congratulations to Sydney, but uh, commiserations to victory. It's been an excellent season from them and uh, I'm sure they'll bounce back next year. A-League men's table, so a quick look at that. Melbourne City on 52. The Premier's second is Adelaide United on 42. Central Coast in third on 41. The Wanderers in fourth on goal difference on 41. Sydney FC... Uh, in fifth on 35, and then the Wellington Phoenix back in sixth on 32. So the way it stands at the moment is there's Perth, Newcastle, and Western United all sitting on 29. So uh, they have to hope that Wellington get nothing out of their last fixture and that uh, one of those teams, I think Western United play Perth and Newcastle have also got a hard game. So they have to hope that they can get a victory and uh, Wellington fall over. Realistically, with uh, minus seven as their goal difference, Wellington, Perth is minus nine, Newcastle's is minus 13, and Western United is minus 14. The only real hope, in my opinion, is Perth. If Perth can t- turn around a two, two difference uh, goal difference, there are a chance if they can win and Wellington can lose because you win 1-0 and they lose 1-0. But uh, the others, I think it's just too big a uh, bigger gap for them, and it's been a brave effort, but I think they'll just fall short. Yeah, I agree. Look, Perth have got Western United. Um, that's going to be a big game. It's, it's uh, going to be Diamante's uh, last game as a, as a professional footballer as well. So, um, if you if you're in Perth, get out there and and, and watch him and um, send him off send him off well. But yeah, like you said, I, I think it's come down to Wellington and Perth. Um, I think the others, uh, you know, they're, they're going to struggle to to overcome that that goal deficit anyway. So. Um, let's see what happens. But there's some big games as well in the, to decide the top four. And, and that top four, um, it, it changed about four times this this weekend. <laughs> you know, the Wanderers won on, on Friday night. They went up to second. Central Coast won. They they went up to second. Um, you know, Adelaide were losing to Perth 4-3. Um, so if it wasn't for that later equaliser, uh, they would have been in, in third and or maybe even, yeah, sorry, they would have been um, in third. So it's, yeah. It's plenty happening and some uh, some big games uh, this weekend to, to round out the season. Yeah, the top four all clash, some early finals previews and still mathematically four teams fighting for the last final spot. Uh, my weekly rap has been replaced by shout-out, dedicating a weekly song to a team or a player for a good or bad performance. This one is not only for this week's effort, but for a collaboration of performances over the past few season, seasons. This week's shout-out goes to Melbourne City superstar and new all-time leading goal scorer Jamie McLaren. And the song we send to you is Nelly's Obvious Track, number one. Congratulations on an outstanding achievement made even more impressive as you are a team player. So you're not always worrying about yourself. You're always trying to contribute to the team. And in the process, you're just good at scoring goals. I'm sure there are plenty more to come. So look forward to watching you score more goals in the future. Congrats to J-Mac. There's, there's, no, you've said it, you said it all there. So um, well done to him. And um, I'd, I'd love to see him walk, in, walk onto the pitch with uh, Nelly's number one playing this weekend. <laughs> Me too. All right, let's smash through these, VIG. We've got plenty to get through and run out of time. So our revolutionised roundup, we select a match of the day each and a mini review of the other four games. So the uh, the match of the day, we, we give you the score, the goal scorers, the player of the game, the turning point, and what we would have changed, either Coach Gio or VIG, to have got a result. And then the mini ones, we just give you a quick snapshot of uh, what happened in the game. The first game was Western United versus Wanderers, uh, Western, United, Western, Western Sydney Wanderers versus Wellington Phoenix. Uh, on the Friday night, we thought this would be a close game, but uh, it wasn't to be. It was a one-sided affair. The final score was 4-0. The goal scorers were Borello in the ninth, Neuenhoff in the 31st, Aidan Simmons with his first A-League goal in the 65th, and Yengi finishing things off for the Wanderers in the 87th. For me, it could have been Borello or the outstanding young Simmons, who were both excellent. 
But uh, my player of the match goes to Neuenhoff. For me, he was a workhorse. He helped himself to a goal. He's getting better every single week, and he created some other great chances. He could have had another goal or, a goal or two as well as uh, a couple of assists. So I thought he was fantastic, and I think uh, you know the powers to be over at Sydney will be wondering how the hell they let him go. I think the powers to be at Sydney will be wondering how the hell they let a few players go. So, um, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's been phenomenal this year. Um, he's really matured as a footballer, um, you know, and he's got players like Ninko around him, uh, Schneider and uh, Malfatano, players that have played, uh, you know, overseas at, at a higher level. So I think he's learned a lot from from those type of players, um, even like players like Oli Bazanic um, in the midfield as well. So. Um, you know, I think he's he's in a good environment there to to learn and grow as a footballer, and um, you know, potentially, you know, I, I think if he continues on this traje- trajectory, um, you know, he might he might get a move overseas uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, fantastic. For me, the turning point was that one nil when Wellington lost possession, playing around the back. They just fiddled too long at the ball, and then eventually, uh, I think Newenhoff stole it. And then there was a couple of passes, and the Wanderers punished them to go two 0 up. So I think at that point, Wellington had a few good chances. They are dangerous. I think you know, there's a few players. Obviously, Zawada's not you know in the same form he was before he went on uh, paternity leave or. Uh, maternity leave or whatever you want to call it with his wife and uh, I think Krayev has also you know lost a bit of form but uh, I think that was the turning point I think 2-0 just was a mountain too big to climb and then uh, Wanderers just went into overdrive and just put him to sleep what what I would have changed not much I think Ulfak did what he could he brought on Barbarousas once they fell two two goals behind and he had some quality on the bench but no other real attacking weapons to get to help get a goal so he could have put players on who could help pass the ball around who are pretty competent on the ball who who are solid at the back but he needed goals right two nil down he needed something so he brought Barbarousas on he had Rufer and a few other guys on the bench but I don't think um you know they were going to be able to change the game so I think you know unfortunately for him if it stayed at 1-0, he was a chance of getting something. As soon as it went 2-0, it was game over. So, uh, unfortunately for him, it meant that his team now is still fighting into the last round of the season for a top-six spot. But, uh, you know, that's what happens in football. Moving on to the second of uh, the games of the round, it was the first of the Saturday ga- the two Saturday games. It was the F3 derby with uh, Newcastle Jets hosting the Central Coast Mariners. The final score was 3-1 to the away team. Sammy Silvera stole the show with two excellent solo goals against his former club. And the home team's cause was not helped by the red card to last week's hero, Brandon O'Neill. And the Jets were reduced to nine with Jenkinson also sent off late in the game. Yeah, look, it, it started so well for the, for the Jets. They went 1-0 up. It was uh, Joshua Soterio with a goal. Um, and then, then, what was it, 30 minutes in, it, it all sort of went downhill from there. one all Silvera. Um, and then, like you said, the, the red card to, to Brandon O'Neill. Um, unfortunate, you know, two yellows and... He goes from from hero to zero in you know in in a matter of sixty minutes, um, and and yeah, I think the Mariners they, they, the Mariners just got too much quality at, at the moment. Um, they, they're they're a good, well drilled team. They've got some some good young talent, um, and they've got some players that are playing really well at the moment, and and they they're looking they look dangerous going forward um, and, and solid at the back as well. So I think they're going to be a real threat in the in the final series. Yeah, no, totally deserve victory. The uh, second of the Saturday games was Western United uh, in the Melbourne Derby against the Premier's Melbourne City. What happened here, VIG? Yeah, it was 3-1 to, to Melbourne City, uh, hat-trick to J-Mac and a goal to Dylan Piraeus. Um, but yeah, I, I think we, we, we touched on it earlier. All we need to do for this one is, is talk about Jamie McLaren. Um, he, he's become the A-League uh, all-time top goal scorer after bagging a hat-trick. And and what a fitting way to do it, you know. He just he just dominated that game, um, and and he just he he was like a not like a man possessed, but he just knew something special was going to happen uh, that night. Once he got his first goal, then he got the second, um, and, and you knew the third was coming. And and to break the record um, like that with a hat trick, um, you know, just a, a clinical performance from him. And um, you know, we spoke about it earlier. He, he's his grandfather saying to him, "Go on and, and be the greatest," and and that's what he's done, really. Yeah, look, I think uh, he could have had five or six on the night if it wasn't for Jamie Young, but uh, obviously that was the big headline act. But the other thing that I think is very exciting is Leckie's finally back in the squad. He got twenty six minutes off the bench, and for me, two assists. He, he set one up for J Mac, and then his header was deflected uh, by Jamie straight into his path to score. So it's as good as an assist. You basically hit a header that the keeper can only just parry in your path. So basically, two two goal assists from uh, Leckie in twenty six minutes is a fantastic return for him and a huge boost for their finals campaign. Moving on to the uh, 
uh, the first of the three Sunday games. It was Melbourne victory at home to MacArthur Bulls. Both teams kind of playing, I think, for a little bit of pride more than anything else. How did uh, obviously this was mine? So after scoring in the opening, its final score was two one to Melbourne victory. After scoring in the opening minutes, the victory found it very difficult to break down the Bulls thanks to the heroics of keeper Curto. And after conceding an equaliser, were finally able to snatch a late winner with a quality header from substitute Leighton Brooks. So. Not a lot in this at the moment. I think uh, when you're out of the finals race or you know, math- mathematically you're a small chance, but really there hasn't been a lot of bright spots for in either team's seasons. I think it's kind of – there was slight little bits of uh, excellence in the game, but there was a lot of uh, lull periods. So, look, I think 2-1 victory will be happy with. Obviously, Bulls won't be happy with that, but uh, – yeah, look, it was a game that I think, uh, you know, a few lines is probably enough to cover it, to be honest with you. Yeah, but where to now for, for MacArthur? They're sitting at the, at the bottom of the league. Um, you know, they've, they've been, since since Christmas, they've been pathetic, honestly. They've, they've been terrible. They've, there's, there's nothing to get excited about that football club or, or the players of that football club at the moment. Um and it's just been a, a huge disappointment. But, you know, maybe maybe the less said, the better. Yeah, look, you don't know how much, and, and this is, you know, you don't know how much the whole, all the, you know, Devere things had an effect on them. And obviously with this, you know, fundraiser to raise money for Lily and having the physio there and all the, you know, um, you know all the other physios that, there and all the that, support that's, staff. That's, that's the, only, the only good thing to, to come out of the club this year, you know. From a an unfortunate, terrible yeah, the humility. That's that's uh, the thing, and, and the togetherness and the support yeah. for your friends. That's yeah, hundred percent. But that's uh, that doesn't make a football team. But that doesn't make a football team. You still need to go yeah. out there and perform, perform, and and the club as a whole still needs to go out there and perform, and the club needs to grow, and they need to tap into the MacArthur area, and and they need a fan base, and they need people coming to watch uh, the game. So, um, you know, if I could take the 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 players and, and the culture that the the players have created themselves, you know, and you, and you take that to another club, great. But at the moment, the, the club as a whole um, is is failing that that culture and that togetherness. Mate, the biggest the biggest uh, I suppose the scariest part for me is the fact that okay, yet yeah, you you appointed a coach who's never actually proved himself at any level in coaching, which was Dwight York. Okay, a, amazing player, but coach and player different things. But then you've come out and said that our first choice was Sterajovsky before even Dwight York, and he's come in and done nothing. No, no disrespect. He's a great guy. He's he's achieved great things in the in the game. He's played a high level. He's played in you know, Europe. He's played for the Socceroos, but he doesn't seem to have a clue with the coaching. He might be good with the youth that he had before there, but they've thrown him in there, and I haven't seen glimpses of anything. I know he's lost his star player, and I know he's got this, but to be honest, their roster's not. His roster's better than some of the other clubs out there, and they seem to be getting some results. I haven't seen much at all from there so I think probably that the, the less said the better but uh, let's move on to the second of the uh, Sunday games which was the cracking game between Perth Glory and Adelaide United where it was uh, shoot first and ask questions second what happened here <laughs> my oh my what a game what a game um your, ma- your match, of the, match of the round I'm guessing it's, match of yeah the day. it's my match it's my match, my match of the round um, just phenomenal uh finished four all um, I'll take you through the goals first. It was uh, Williams in the 32nd for Perth. Excellent finish too, uh, yeah, outside yeah. the foot, chipping uh, over the keeper. Great finish. There were some great goals all, all around, to be fair. Yovanovic uh, in the 34th, 34th to make it 1-0. Uh, Goodwin to make it 2-1. Taggart in the 60th uh, to make it 3-2. Then Kiddo in the 78th to make it – no, sorry – well, where am I? Yeah, kiddo. So. Two all, two all, kiddo, three, two. And and then the, the last uh, stoppage time was just absolute mayhem. Uh, Zimmerano in the 93rd, uh, Taggart, which he probably thought he had the winner in the 93rd. With his homing then, missile, uh, absolute water strike. And, and then that man again, uh, Nestori Irankunda uh, in, the, in the 99th to, to make it four all. So uh, my player of the match was, was Adam Taggart. It was great to see him back out there scoring goals. Um you know, I, he, I, I thought he had the winner. He thought he had the winner. Um, that, that was a, a great, you know, great goal. He's picked the ball up. He's he's run with it and he's he's looked up and said, I'll, I'll have this and, and you know, I'll take my shirt off and away we go with the three points. He's probably thinking at that time. And, and if you saw him after the, the Iren Kunda goal at the end of the game, he was just thinking, how the hell, what what the hell just happened, you know? So um, it, was a, it was a crazy, crazy couple of minutes and, you um, so yeah, I guess my, my turning point was was stoppage time. Um, 
you know, Adelaide looked looked to have it in the bag, although they they sort of they looked like they were limping towards the finish line with a with a three two win, and um, then all of a sudden stoppage time was just absolute mayhem. There were, there were you know three turning points, uh, like I said, Zimmerano to make it three all in the ninety third, Taggart, which you know absolutely phenomenal goal to to go four three up, and then uh, Iran Kunda with an absolute rocket. I think he had something like I think well, he only played. 15, 20 minutes, and he had something like seven shots. Um, so he, he's just the. He thinks he's playing six aside. Yeah, he's just he's <laughs> playing shoot on sight. He's just an absolute sniper in the box. And um, if you if you give him a yard, you know what he's going to do every time. But it's it's so hard to stop because he, he's he's going to try get it on his right foot, and he's going to take you on the outside, and then he's going to shoot shoot across goal. And he for a, what is he seventeen year old? He's he's got one of the hardest shots. I've ever seen in world football. Like when he, when he, his technique, when he puts his foot through a ball, you know, the, the goalkeeper's literally just standing, standing still. And, and by the time he moves an arm, the ball's already in the back of the net behind him. So is it fair to say, um, VIG, bloody exciting, but poor game management from both sides? You're up 3 2, then you get 3 3, then you're up 4 3, and then you're 4 4. It, it's, isn't it just in that that game management where you just know how to shut the game down? Perth definitely don't know how to do it, and that's a concern for me with Adelaide. They've done this multiple times this year, and they've given fans bang for buck and everything, and it's made them exciting. And the games are talked about, but as a coach, you'd be pulling your hair out. Yeah, hundred percent. And and this is probably what goes into my what what would I have changed at, at three two up? You know, they're they're limping to the finish line. Um, you know, maybe you bring on a. Um, Maybe you bring on a, another defender. I think they had Nick Ansel on the bench. Bring him on, play him, you know, play him in front of the the, the two centre backs. Um, you know, overload that that midfield. Try and slow the game down a little bit, and, and and just get that get the three points. And then same goes for Perth. When when you go four three up, you know, it's stoppage time. Just get the ball to the other side of the pitch. Like it doesn't matter how you do it. Kick it out. Stop. You know, just. Get it down the other end. It doesn't matter where it is. Get it into the corners. Hold the ball up and just see the game out. But I think they were probably just overawed by the emotion of of the occasion and and you know everything that happened because it happened so quickly. They probably weren't thinking clearly. I don't think Zadkovic was probably thinking clearly on the sidelines. I don't think the players were. And um, like you said, they've got a, a youngish squad. Um, so uh, it, it all happened so so fast to be honest. So you can't really blame them, but. Um, if I was Adelaide, I would have put an extra defender on, tried to slow the game down a bit. And, and if it was Perth, you know, once they go 4-3 up, it's just literally get the ball down the other end and, and keep it as far away from the goal as possible. Yeah, look, a fantastic spectacle. And glory will be devastated, but great signs for the club. And the final game was uh, tonight's Monday game between the Brisbane Roar, who welcomed Sydney FC. What was the final score here? Yeah, look, I only caught a little bit of this, but um, it was uh, 2-0 to Sydney FC, uh, goals to Robert Mack and uh, Adam LaFondra. So, um, you know, great to see um, Sydney, you know, they've they've cemented their final spot now. Um, I think Lolly with Lolly, Joe Lolly got two assists and um, uh, can't can't not mention this. Uh, a big congratulations to uh, our guy and, and club legend Alex Wilkinson uh, on his 600 uh, appearances in club football now. And a uh, cheeky clean sheet to go with it. Yeah, he's just a fantastic uh, role model, isn't he? For not only young players but the older players or any players, he's just fantastic and a cracking guy and a good friend of the show. For me, and before we just move on to the, the, the ad break, but uh, Mac was a difference for me. He's real class, and for an average Sydney season so far, he was something they got right. He's a great signing. He's so well balanced. He's so smart. He's back heel for Lolly at one stage, which you know, pulled a great save from uh, Jordan Holmes. Was class. His finish was. It just made. He just made it look, look so easy. He's a fantastic player. I just hope that uh, it, the rebuild in the offseason puts players around him that are on the same level as him and Sydney could play some real brilliant football with a guy like that in their lineup. Uh, are Sydney a threat in this final series? Do you think they're hidden a bit of form at, at the right time or, or have you, are you put a line through them? Oh, look, I, I think ideally the way they've limped and stumbled and stuttered this year, you'd put a line through them. But considering you've got a back a back line that consists of Rodwell, who's played in the Premier League, Wilco, who's a club legend, Ryan Grant, who's a soccer-roo, and then you look at Bratton and you look at the players around the pitch, anything's possible. You can be hot for like Adelaide were for 10 weeks, right, and then they've fallen off the wagon two weeks in a row, so you're only as good as your last game. So, no, I wouldn't be stupid enough. With teams like the Jets that miss 400 chances a game, yes, I'll put a line through them, but uh, <laughs> someone like Sydney FC who has players who have been there and done that, I wouldn't. In a one-off game, 
I, I wouldn't like to play a Sydney. I'd much rather play one of the other teams and you know down the bottom half of the six, like an uh, inexperienced Wellington team than a team like Sydney who have done it before. But you know, if if they play to the form guide, then yeah, I think that the, the top couple of teams will take care of Sydney. But you know, it's a one-off game, and so anything can happen. But. Uh, that's the end of our revolutionised roundup. Up after the break, we chat about what abilities make up the perfect A-League player. Back soon. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. It's now time to discuss the perfect footballer. So uh, this came about as a uh, obviously we had to uh, fill in a segment this week, and uh, we'd had last week. I think we had fucked or fiction, and uh, we had another break from uh, player escape room with players the busy in finals and desperately fighting for final spots. So this week the A-League asked ChatGPT to build the perfect player from the A-League players, past and present, and they came up with a t- with a uh, a player based on uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think is it nine or ten uh, attributes. So. Uh, we decided that we would create our own, both VIG and myself, uh, but we would choose it just from current A-League players because I've got a horrible memory and uh, it's just too hard for you for EIG. So we'll put it down to that. But, uh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Don't, don't ask chat GPT, ask Geo and VIG. That's, <laughs> I reckon that's a lot plain better. And, plain and simple. That is plain and simple. But uh, So, yeah, we, we uh, they've created there. So what we'll do is we'll go through each of the attributes. We'll tell you who they selected and then uh, we'll give you each of ours and then uh, maybe the listeners can hit us up on our socials and tell us who they think either has the better player for each of those attributes or maybe just who has the better complete uh, perfect footballer overall you ready to go so the first one was heading ability they had current uh, sports director at uh, the Mariners Matt Simon who have you gone for VIG Uh, I've gone for Adam Taggart okay I I think he's I think he's a smoky because he's not he's not a tall tall player but he will throw his body around in the box and um, I, I like that, and he and he does score a few headed goals. So, um, my, my player is out of take it. I never um, saw that coming. I don't know who, who have you who have you gone for? Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit, bit bit left field. But I've gone for probably two more obvious ones. So I just got to limit it down to one. I'm not going to cheat and take two. So mine's either Priyavich or Ibasuki. Right, they're both excellent in the air. I think uh, Priyavich has had a quiet year this year, so you don't notice as much. But last year he was excellent in the air, and Ibasuki was fantastic early on until he's kind of lost his spot because of other players performing. So look, if I had to yeah, go, Ibi- for Ibasuki was number he was number two on my list. Yeah, look, so. I, I think I'll, I think I'll lock in Priyavich. I think he's fantastic in the air. I think. He's a you know he's a he's a poor man's version of Ebra, so um you know it's still not bad to be number two behind Ebra, right? So um yeah, I, I'm going to lock in Previch, and you're going to lock in Adam right. Taggart. I'm going to lock in Adam Taggart for physique. I was going to put you, but then I realised you don't play in the A League, <laughs> so um they chose Matt Yerman, the uh, Newcastle Jets captain. Who did you select? Uh, I've gone with Cassini Yangi. Okay, he's he's one ninety centimeters tall, and he's mate, he's built like an Olympic sprinter. He's he's just absolutely he's just got absolute rig on him. Strong, he's powerful. Um, so I've gone with uh, Cassini Yangi. Okay, I've gone for uh, one of his Wanderers teammates, and it doesn't matter how often you stay on the pitch; it just matters how ripped you are and how big and strong. And I've gone for the uh, the human monster Marcelo, the captain. I think uh, this guy he's still very agile; he still moves really well. Not many people outrun him, and uh, he's just an absolute rock on the ball. He's hard to push off it. He's great in the air. He's powerful. So um, I've gone for the uh, his Wanderers teammate Marcelo as my uh, the, the physique that I think uh, the perfect player should have. Big bad Marcelo. Not a bad, not a bad option there. Moving on to the third, so that's the creativity. They chose Milos Ninkovic. I'll cut to the chase. I chose Milos Ninkovic as well. So I don't know which way you've gone, but uh... very, very creative of you, mate. Um, I've gone with uh, Alessandro Diamagic. Okay. Uh, I think um, just just his, just his left foot and, and his ability to pick out a pass. Um, long, long and short. I know Ninko's brilliant. Don't get me wrong, Ninko's brilliant. It's a great, great pick. But um, I, I just feel Diamante has that extra bit to his game where he can he can bend a ball around the corner or he can see something from from nothing, and um, he's got that bit of magic. Mate, I could never argue with DM, DM Magic being nominated for any award. So, look, you can knock it in. Mine wasn't by default, but I chose Ninkovic. They just chose the same as me on this occasion because <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I just rate him. I think he's got a great football brain. So, moving on to speed, they put Costa Barbarousas as their player. Who did you select? Uh, I've gone with Jordan Boss. Okay. So I've I've heard his his top speed um, has been tracked at over thirty six kilometers per hour, which is is up there with the likes of like Gareth Bale, 
um, and Ronaldo in their prime. So he I runs a bit like Gareth Bale. The way he plays, the way he holds his body, the way that he keeps his balance, he, and that he does remind me a lot of Gareth Bale. He does, he does. So I've I've heard rumours that his his top speeds uh, up around thirty six kilometres uh, per hour. So um, maybe even higher than that. So um, if that's the case, I'm I'm putting him. Look, I, I've also got two for this one, but I think I've made my decision while I've been listening to you. So my two were Trent Bahaja or Adam Taggart, uh, who you'd mentioned earlier, um, for your, for the heading ability. And I think I'll probably go for Adam Taggart because of the fact that uh, you can be too fast sometimes in football. And if you are, you could be um, like um, like the manly fullback. Like the guy, the breakdown guy. of a time. Stuart, you could be like Stuart. Trebojevic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like Trebojevic. Yeah, you could be like Trebojevic. It breaks down all the time and you go a bit too fast. And I also think that Trent Bahaja's, um goes too fast to be able to control the ball. So you have to be able to run, but you have to also be able to control the ball. So I'm going to go for Adam Taggart here for the speed. All right. Te- technique. They uh, copied you and uh, went with uh, Alessandro Diamagic Diamanti, who's uh, playing his final A League game this weekend. Who did you select? Uh, I've gone with Jake Brimmer. Okay. So I, I just think from a, a striking the ball, free kicks, uh, te- technical player. Um, I've gone. I've gone with Brimmer. Maybe, but you know, throw him in there, hit, hit a free kick. Uh, his technique uh, from dead ball situations. Um, you know, it's it's one of the best in the league. Look, I know you're going to say that I've copied uh, Chat GPT's homework again, but uh, for me, he's the best player to ever play in the A League. He's absolute wonderful superstar. Uh, I've gone for Dear Magic. I just couldn't go past him. The technique of this guy. I remember last season there was one where he juggled the ball up and volleyed it for about 40 meters across the pitch. It landed not just near the player or close to it. landed on the blade of grass that he'd selected, which was blade of grass 47, two and a half metres from the sideline, half a metre from the byline. It was like absolute precision. And I think he was disappointed. I think he thinks that he could have gone a bit closer. So I don't know. I don't think golfers even hit a ball as clean and smart as him. And he just sees things that other people don't. And I think last year he took... You know, and the previous years, he's taken West United to another level because guys are sitting there going, I thought it was a football, and they watch him and they go, do we play the same sport? Like, this guy just is absolutely yeah. just a, a different planet to everybody else, the way he thinks, the way that he moves, the way that he – even the way he talks, on the pitch, off the pitch, he's just another planet, that bloke. Yeah, look, he's he's class act and, um, you know, you got, you got to get him somewhere in this in, in this uh, in this player. So he's he's got to be – He's got to be somewhere. For me, it was creativity. For you, it's um, it's technique. Well, either way, you get the vo- you get the personality too, right? Because he's in the player now, so you get the personality, you get the whole package, right? So you just got to fit oh, him somewhere. Even even if he's the shoelaces of the player, like anything, just get him in there. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right, tackling. They uh, selected uh, an oldie but a goodie, Nigel uh, Bogart. Who have you selected? Uh, I've gone with the hard hitting Marcelo. Okay. I think he's he's just a he's just a beast at the back. He's, we said he's fair tackling. This is I, I left out the <laughs> fair. T- <laughs> is this a, <laughs> no, is no, it fair tackling no. or just any type of tackling? Because mate, yeah. he'll he'll tackle you with his arms if he has to. He's he's just an absolute beast, and um, he puts his body on the line. He, he leads from the front, um, and he's uh, you know he's just a he's just a beast beast to get around, and and he'll he'll put his he'll put his head and his uh, and his legs in in, in places that that I wouldn't. Mate, honestly, if A League brings out a, a remake of Jungle Book or Tarzan, he's the first bloke they're asking, right? Just to run around the loincloth, that bloke ripped machine. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he is. I've gone for uh, you know for a player that uh, I don't think this year he's been as good as he was the previous, but I've gone for Roderick Miranda. Last year, I think it was fantastic. He's played at a high level. The way he reads the game, the tackles he puts in, and and like I said, in a, in a team that struggled this year, I think it hasn't done him any benefit. But I think. On his day, there's no better tackler and no better reader of the game and solid defender as Roderick Miranda. So I lock him in as my uh, my tackling component. The finishing they had uh, Bessart Barisha. Who have you locked in? They had Bessart Barisha, but there's a there's a man that's just uh, eclipsed him, and uh, his name is Jamie McLaren. And you know, I don't know how can you how can you leave him out of this this uh, conversation? Uh, most goals in in A League history. Um, I don't know. It's it's he, he's up there. He's up 
Mate, I'm definitely having uh, J-Mac as part of the engine of any vehicle I'm having. So uh, I'm with you. I've locked in the J-Mac. And I think, uh, you know, there's plenty of other good finishes around. But I think when it comes to the best, it's not just for the, the goals that he scored. And, you know, that now he has the record. I think the guy just knows where the back of the net is. And I think Australia could have benefited from him more if they'd been more persistent and let him, uh, you know, a little bit of time. Give him, give him the same amount of time Scott McDonald had to find the back of the net. He had 30 games, still never hit the back of the net, right? This guy gets one game and they go, oh, write him off. Oh, he's no, only no, a good club footballer. Not, not, not good enough, yeah. Yeah, it's just poor. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. And, you know, no, no time at the, at the World Cup either, so... Yeah, just um, just poor. I, I think for a guy who's been achieved as much as he has, and I think if he was playing in championship over in England, they'd be tripping over themselves. But because he's playing in the A League, they don't. And there's guys who are getting opportunities who have gone over and sat on benches overseas, and he's scoring goals still, week in week out. You still in the got to score. Yeah, you still got to score. It's the it's the hardest thing to do in football to to score goals. And um, you know he scored 143 of them in the A League, and like like you said, he, he deserved more more of a chance at, at international level. All right, right foot. They've locked in uh, the uh, Perth Glory absolute magician Diego Castro. Who of you? Uh, whose right foot would oh, you like? He he was a magician. I've I've gone for something a little bit different. I've gone for an absolute rocket of a right foot. We spoke about it earlier on the show, um, and that's uh, Nestori Iran Kunda. Because I've I, honestly I haven't seen a right foot like he is in a long, long time. Like it is, it's lethal. It is locked and loaded. And you give him a give him an inch, and and he'll uh, he'll punish. He loves to shoot. I actually hadn't thought of that one. I actually really like that, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna copy it off you. I'm gonna throw mine out my own out there, which I'd stuck all along. And I've gone for Luke Bratton. You know, there's there's been no better passer in the game than him. He hits his target nine out ninety nine percent of the time. He's a great at dead balls. He, he sprays balls all over the pitch. He's got like a lot of players have either you know a good long game or a good. Short, he's got a good short middle long game. You know, he's just fantastic on the ball. One touch, two touch. You know, bring it down and knock on balls. So I think it's pretty similar to his golf game. He's brilliant on the golf course. He has all the shots. He has you know pitching out of the, the out of the sand traps and drives and chips and putts and everything. So I think this guy's got no weakness. So for me. My right foot would be Luke Bratton's And uh, left foot, they've gone for Thomas Broish I've locked in the Adelaide captain, Craig Goodwin You can't go past him, surely he's oh, be you, You've beat me to it, but I've got I've got Craig Goodwin as well it's, it's He's got the best left foot in the league um, It's absolute wand um, You know, obviously De- Diamante is a, is a close second For that position as well, I think his left foot's brilliant But, um, you know, Goodwin's got the, got the goals to his name as well So um, I'm, I'm taking Craig Goodwin's left foot every day of the week. I'm leaving his right foot for the bus, but um, don't worry about that. All right, so let's just quickly recap through there. So heading ability, I've had Prijevic. Physique, I've had Marcelo. For creativity, I've had Milos Ninkovic. For speed, I've had Adam Taggart. For technique, Alessandro Diamagic Diamanti. Tackling, Roderick Miranda. Finishing, J-Mac, Jamie McLaren. Right foot, Luke Bratton. And left foot, Craig Goodwin. And for you, VIG, heading... Heading Adam Taggart. Physique. Uh, physique Cassini Yangi. Creativity. Uh, creativity Diamante. Uh, speed Jordan Boss. Technique Jake Brimmer. Uh, what do you got? Tackling Marcelo. Finishing uh, none other than Jamie McLaren. Uh, right foot Nestori Irankunda. And left foot Craig Goodwin. Mate, I think uh, either, we'll, we'll either, get this up on our socials or something like that. Yeah, either player would be sensational. I'd take either of those in my starting lineup. So look, hit us up on our socials. Let us know who you think has the better player, or even more importantly, tell us. I know it's not a fair comparison, but if either of our players are better than the one that uh, the uh, Chat, Chat GPT, GPT put together. Moving on to um, our clinical finish, which is the final segment of our show. The first part of that is our WTF, our What the Foot, Larice Porro, Romero, Dyer, Perisic concede five goals in the opening 21 minutes at St. James Park to send the home fans wild and vir- virtually extinguish Spurs' top four finish, uh, top final, top four uh, finals hopes or top four finish hopes. What the foot? Uh, as a Spurs oh, fan, oh, you, devastating. You, you, you can talk about this more than I can, but yeah. What, no, I can't talk about on this. Earth? When, no, when, I I, when I when I saw this, when I saw that, I was thinking, what is going on? You know, with the, with the team they've got, the squad they've got, the players they've got, Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's you know, I, I was gonna wear. I've got a Tottenham training kit. I was gonna wear it on the show tonight, but I thought oh, I can't even, can't even bring myself to do that. No, you know, you know, I saw, Insp- I, saw I saw on socials today. They said the evolution of, um, you know, the trash bin on. Uh, 
on the computers and they had all these different versions of how the trash cans looked like over the years and then they got Tottenham's logo at the end and I'll be honest, I laughed because <laughs> it just it was absolute rubbish. We that is so embarrassing. You know, there's just no there's nowhere to go from here and to be honest, we don't deserve it. And hats off to Newcastle. I think they've been sensational this well, year. They took a risk on Eddie Howes, they've you know, who hadn't had a job and they've just they haven't spent a lot. They've bought smartly. They've bought back Trippier. They've bought in Isak. You know, they've bought in some good players. And, you know, they've got Pope, who was a bargain too, who looked like he was an absolute steal when they got him. And so it's just absolutely really smart from them. And I just, you know, hats off to them. But for, as a Spurs fan, it was just – they're just like Chelsea at the moment. It's just a joke. They don't know what they're doing. And money doesn't buy your success. So uh, we'll finish it on that. But uh, games to watch this week. Blockbuster, second-placed Adelaide. Welcome third-placed Mariners with both teams eyeing a top-two finish. Premier City welcome Wanderers who are also fight, are fighting to finish in second spot. Out and out of form Wellington Phoenix entertains MacArthur needing just a point to claim the final final spot. Yeah, we we got the the double header. There's, there's the two games on at once: um, City and, and Western Sydney and uh, Adelaide and Central Coast. And that's going to be a it's going to be a crazy crazy couple of hours watching those two games. Um, you know, if if Adelaide and, and Central Coast play out a draw and, and Western Sydney manage to to get something out of uh City, get a win down there, um, they, they could get up into the second spot. But um all, all to play for. It's gonna be a, a crazy, crazy weekend of football. Um and like you said, Perth, can they do enough to, to sneak in? Um, you know, MacArthur and play Wellington. Uh, uh the way MacArthur are going at the moment, I don't see them putting up much of a fight against the against Wellington, so um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, plenty of good football to, to look forward to. Look, to be honest, no disrespect. If Wellington can't get at least a point out of MacArthur at home, don't make the six. Seriously. Don't deserve it. Yeah, you don't deserve it. And they, they've been going backwards. Also, Sydney FC and Western United square off in a very exciting women's grand final, so we wish uh, them all the best. TFR fantasy update. So my round score was 123, taking my total to 2,066. I thought I did well until I spoke to VIG. Hello, hello. Uh, my round was uh, 141, oh, uh, so that takes my total to uh, 2106. If you saw that thing fly past the screen, it was my towel. I think my trainers have thrown the towel in. They've <laughs> said, I think stop the fight before our bloke takes any more of a, a beating or a hiding. But uh, Look, there's look one week to go. Anything can happen. You're still, you're still in the hunt. No, nah, mate, you've, you've got me well and truly. I led most of the race and I got tired in the last couple of kilometres and you've run straight past me. I thought this week I made three changes. I bought in Borello. Zimmerino and Lustica and uh, I made Barillo my captain he got me 22 which was 44 Neuenhoff got me 22 Ryan Williams got me 22 and my other new boy Zimmerino got me 14 so I thought I was flying but then Zawada who's lost his way since uh, his little fellas come into the world and Aldred and Holmes got me minus score and a, a one so my mistake was leaving Thomas on the bench who scored 13 and that might have just been the difference but I still would be I think just too far behind so I haven't uh I haven't basically surrendered yet, but uh, it's not far off. And I think, you know, the better man's won, but uh, it's still disappointing. I, I don't know what to do this week because I've been, I've been so loyal to my players. Do I just do give, I keep give them the week off? One more give, week? give them the oh, week off. Now, give them the week off. <laughs> just, just tell them to have a break this week. But yeah, I've, I've, I've been so loyal. I, I've got to, I, I don't know. I've got to, I've got to keep the faith. I don't think I can change anything. Yeah. Look, I think when you are, when you're writing the book of uh, uh, A League Fantasy Tipping 101, Rule one, have Jamie McLaren. Rule two, have uh, Craig Goodwin. Craig Goodwin. And, and rule three, never drop either of them. So then throughout the season, Borello stood up and others. You can add in Neuenhoff and that. But they are two stable parts of your diet. If you don't have yep. them, you can't they expect to have. be successful. You're stupid if you don't. And I'm stupid because I they think must. I had – I don't think I've had – I think I've had – no, I don't think I've had either, either this year. Yeah, the, look, I had, I had J-Mac right from the start and then, you know, about six rounds in, I was like, I've got to get Goodwin. I've got to get him in. There's, there's no way I can, there's no way I can. I, I, was, I was starting to, to fall off the cliff. I said I've got to get someone back in there. So I did a big overhaul. I, I ditched, ditched a few, you know, four or five players to, to get Craig Goodwin in, and um, it's, uh, it's worked out for me so far. I've got one more week to hold on. So tell me this, Vig, just before we finish up the show. So, with the table the way it is at the moment, obviously City are the premiers. Who's going to claim second spot and get us and get a home final? God, it's 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 tough. Look, Western Sydney uh, to, to get three points down there um, in, in Melbourne, can they do it? Yes, if they if they play to their their full potential. 
Um, would, would I put my house on them? No, because we, we've seen them be a little bit up and down and inconsistent throughout the season. Um, I, I think Adelaide at home, if they get a good crowd down there, I think they're in the box seat. They like they haven't been great. They haven't been great, but if they can get the crowd behind them, um, I, I think they can possibly get a, get a win and, and get that second spot. All right, so you've got City first, Adelaide second, then either Wanderers and Cent- Central Coast, Coast and, and, Wanderers and Wanderers third and fourth. Sydney will obviously finish fifth. Do you think Wellington obviously will get enough to lock up that sixth spot or do you give either the other three teams any chance of uh, pinching that last spot? I, I give Perth a, a slight chance, but um, I think Wellington have got – the easier game. Well, look, MacArthur got nothing to play for except a bit of pride. They, they probably want to get off the foot of the table. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. Wellington have, have been disappointing the last couple of weeks, but I think they'll, they'll do enough just to hang in there. I can see that, see that one being a draw or something like that. So, All right, give us, your um, quick, give, give us your quick tip for the women's final, Sydney FC or Western United. No fence sitting. Oh, God, I'm going to go with Sydney, Sydney FC. I tipped uh, a few oh. weeks ago. I said to you, Western United will make the final, whether it's via via the first playoff or the second second one, and they are in the final now. But to be honest, I think the one team they did want to play was Sydney because if they could get over that voodoo, I reckon that they will take some beatings. So I still, my heart says Western United, but uh, I think Head says Sydney will probably get the job done. But look, all the best to both. So if they missed any part of the show or want to listen to other episodes, where can they catch it? Yeah, they can catch us on all good podcast uh, platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, also on Football Nation Radio across their platforms and uh, up on our YouTube channel as well. Brilliant. Enjoy the final round of the men's regular season with a lot to play for. Good luck to both Sydney FC and uh, Western United in the women's final. Let us know on our socials which perfect player you thought was the best, mine or VIGs. Enjoy Anzac Day tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed the show even half as much as we enjoy bringing it to you and we look forward to your company again next Tuesday. And as we say, until then, rise up and join the football revolution. Have a fantastic Anzac Day. Have a great week and we'll catch you then. You're listening to the Football Revolution.